he pulls his hand out of like Curtis's area and it's like just full bloody his area. But this one sucks. We'll just can it. This like camera work is really good for being like the movie that it is. <laughs> for being the movie that it is. The nose is the window into the soul. <laughs> yeah. Worst um, caretaker ever. <laughs> we'll fix that in post. Yeah, it's one of those movies where like it's like Nickelback. You don't want to say you like it, but you're like, I like it. You know? Oh my god. I will never know. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. And welcome back, everybody, to You Can't Hide, the horror movie recap podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Evil Al Cranky Witch, with my co-hosts, Camp Counselor Ben and Calamity Cat. Last week, we reviewed The Shining in our first ever episode. This week, we have Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This was the first time I ever saw this movie, so I didn't really have, um, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew it was going to be like a B-movie, and it was going to be silly. Um, but yeah, this is definitely my first viewing. Y'all, I assume y'all had seen this before, right? Probably. Multiple times, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely one of the ones where like, I go back to watch every like, at least month or so, just so I get a feel for it again. <laughs> oh, dang, month. I, I'm, I'm more of a year. <laughs> it's an annual oh, no, I, <laughs> I've watched it multiple times throughout this year. Just because I like yeah. how campy and just silly mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, me, well, this, for it's, me it's, this, this definitely would not be a monthly for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love it because it's it's definitely the, an 80s film, like the quintessential like 80s horror film. And the Kyoto brothers are the ones who directed it, which they're awesome. And they have like such a prolific career during the 80s with Critters and Pee-wee's Big Adventure lost boys they're they're just known for their practical effects so it was really cool to have them like actually do a movie full of practical effects and i think you know we could get into it but the art direction for this film is is off the charts awesome i don't know to me i love more like of the practical effects than like cgi or like totally things like they just seem like such like i don't know it like seems it looks better to me and it just like it feels real like it looks like you can be there and just like it happened right there. I've got to say this podcast is pro as much special effects as you can. I want um, all movies to look like the thing remake, remake and everything oh age like cheese. So this is the movie I believe I was reading on Wikipedia that Stephen King saw and then wrote it. I think um, he watched this and then it was inspired to write it. Really? I never knew that. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because it's so, you know, just in that vein, you know, totally. Yeah, all clown movies inspire each other. <laughs> yeah, so but I think you know what? <laughs> <laughs> But what is weird is uh, uh, they do have, like, a little uh, Stephen King nod, I think, with, like, how the farmer and everything, like, discovers mm-hmm. or and sees the alien. Because I think also, too, in one of Stephen King's movies, it's a farmer who discovers, like, the comet and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, he like starts to like, grow all gangrenous green and all that, but I was like, it's still kind of a nod to Stephen King, so that's good. Yeah, when it when it started with the farmer in the in the field, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Men in Black. How oh, yeah. uh, that kind of starts. With the oh yeah, that too. That farmer was so ridiculous. That redneck farmer guy. He's a really <laughs> famous character actor, though. That dude was in like The Rifleman and in like all of these like the I think he was in. Uh, a lot of the old westerns like so he was like a, a huge character actor back in the day 
Interesting. Like, what kind of characters is he known for playing? Just, like, whatever? Like, yeah, like, the drunk or the crazy, like, kind of, <laughs> like, redneck or western guy, you know? Well, so, and now in the 80s, he's doing horror B-movies. Well, he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he went on to do. <laughs> so the movie kind of starts off, we get, um, we have the ice cream truck, we, we're in, in, immediately introduced to the, the I, I call them the creamy boys, so I forgot their actual names. It was something Italian sounding. I can look it up, but um, um, also too, I always want to point out. I love Terren- these, like Terenzi brothers. But no, what I was going to say is, I love in these like uh, in like the seventies and eighties, and like even in the nineties, like horror movies. There's always like a makeout point, or every town has their own like little like spot or whatever. And I was like, does this really happen in real life? Because like I've never ever experienced a town that's like, oh yeah, this is like makeout point, and this is where we go to like just like hang out and like do stuff. I'm like. I've never had that before. Yes, all together without privacy. Yeah, completely yeah. completely lying in the bed of their cars, like hatchback open, facing each other. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, who, de- like, is this really small town America? Like, is this what they do? But I've noticed like a lot of the horror movies are like, oh yeah, we have like make out point or like lover's lane. And I'm like, who actually has these in their town? This is Reagan's America. I mean, I remember back in 88, <laughs> I was making out, you know, on top of, um, Dead Man's Cliff. Yeah. Dead Man's Cliff. Yeah. And I, so, grew up, I grew up with a beach, so everybody just went to the beach. Mm-hmm. And but we were alone. We were not like with people. It like, wasn't a, it wasn't a communal no, like, no. make out session. Orgy type situation. It was not. <laughs> where you see like Becky the head cheerleader and like Brock the like the football. No, eyes wide shut where we Becky just was with Brock. <laughs> yeah, Becky was with Brock. You didn't know that. <laughs> Barack Hussein Obamacare. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the movie. So, <laughs> so the ice cream truck pulls up to the to the uh, the mountain peak orgy, and I, I for some reason I thought that these uh, creamy creamy boys were the I thought they were going to become the clowns. To be completely honest, I was like, oh, these are obviously the clowns. Well, they are. <laughs> yeah, just normal American clowns. Yes. <laughs> or Earth Clowns, I guess. What? Earth Clowns, I like them. <laughs> Earth Clowns, yes. Well, these are Space Clowns. Hello, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You have Space Clowns, you have Earth Clowns. Okay. And then you have It. They're all different. It is It is a Killer Clown from Outer Space. <gasps> mm-hmm. You didn't get... Okay. Anyways. Oh, wow. Um, Mind yeah. blown. <laughs> the Terenzi Bros <laughs> uh, pull up on their ice cream truck, and they're just, they're just cracking one-liners. So that's where we're introduced to Mark and Debbie... And they're just kind of, you know, sucking face in their car in the open. And Mark Mark lets everyone know, like, oh, I love these these silly pranksters. I love them. They're like best friends, aren't they? Yeah, that's a, that's his best bros. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, anytime you hang out with them, you know it's gonna be a great time. And I'm like, all right. And the delivery of these lines, it's like it's, he's almost like directly addressing the camera with every line. <laughs> It's, he's he breaking like, that fourth wall. He has to. He, he like they like each go from making out to turning directly to the camera and saying, "Those Terenzi brothers, it's always a great time with them." And they're like, ha, 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 ha. They're like <laughs> Mentos, the fresh maker. <laughs> yes, it's like a Mentos commercial. For that's sure. how most of those like. Uh, that's what I love about like eighties and like nineties uh, movies is like they're very commercially, or the acting is very commercially. That's one label. 
<laughs> and so they're all making out. They're all having a good time with the creamy boys. And then all of a sudden there's a comet uh, goes overhead. And then we, we cut from there to where it landed, which is, as we mentioned before, the Redneck's Backyard. And so, of course, naturally, when you see a comet, you immediately think you're going to be rich for some reason. And so he's like, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to go check this out. And of course, he gets to the side of the comet of the uh, impact. And it's, a, it's, of course, a circus tent as one as one finds at a comet. Yeah. And he brings his dog with him, too, which always is a bad sign. Don't bring your dog. Especially, <laughs> especially if it's a bloodhound named Pooh Bear. Yeah, Pooh Bear. Come Aww. on now. <laughs> I was very upset when Pooh Bear died. I mean, I'm always upset when the dog dies. Like, let's just stop killing dogs. Cujo, saddest part when the dog (laughs) dies. (laughs) Wait, Cujo dies? Doesn't he? I'm assuming. I haven't seen it yet. Mm, Spoiler for that (laughs) 35-year-old movie. The old man, or I don't does he even have an actual name? I don't think he does, right? Oh, I think they, do they, I guess they don't. They just... Because, like, they don't mention him. They mention the other guy that gets killed in there, but they don't mention him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what his name. I guess it's just Random Farmer. How does he try to get in? I, th- I feel like he... Um... Well, he's looking for the entrance, and then, like, uh, I believe uh, he hears a noise and turns around like his dog's gone, and he just sees, like, his bandana. Mm-hmm. And then he starts attacking the... Uh... Okay, I have it in my notes. I have it in my notes. Okay. Yeah. Old man goes to the side of the comet and finds a circus. Then this is the exact line. Where's the dang ticket booth? How are we supposed to get in and see the show? And then at that moment, Pooh Bear tragically gets netted. Somehow he gets thrown in a net. He's not a small dog. This is a full <laughs> overgrown bloodhound. And he disappears. And that's when the old man tries to punch the tent for some reason. And then like grabs the rope and gets shocked. And that's when we, we uh, see the clown for the first time with a K. And he gets his ass vaporized. Or we find out later what actually happens. But at the time, it seemed like he got vaporized. Yep. Yeah. And these clowns are just very beautifully done, I might say. Mm-hmm. Now, the clowns... Okay, well, this shouldn't be a shocker. But the clowns are the best part, of course, of this movie. The unfortunate thing is they're not in every single scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think at some point in this... Um, Mike or Debbie kind of like begs Mike to go look at the comet, and so they they're on the way. In the meantime, but from here we cut to the police station. Um, Curtis is bringing in two guys who are clearly gay. I thought, and they're they were, alternative, sir. Yeah, they're gay, and so <laughs> they do have a real flock like of seagulls. Gay, like yeah, they're like real yeah. flock of seagulls, and like kind of like. A little bit off. Oh, no, I was thinking, you know, or the Smiths. Oh, okay. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. They cried a lot, probably. Mm-hmm. But for no, sure. So he, he brings them in for, I guess, loitering around or something. Then Curtis replies with, it's scum like you that are killing this town. And I'm assuming this is an anti- uh, It's homophobic. That's yeah. what it oh, is. he's totally homophobic. Yeah, I mean, racist homophobic. Yeah. I think you can yeah. put every label. That's definitely a Trump supporter right there. Cop Dave walks in and, and says, you know what, Curtis, not in my town, not in my beautiful station. And he protects him from him. And he says, if you're trying to get him in trouble, you got to do it by the law, by the rule of the law. I guess that, that scene was mostly just to kind of introduce us to those two characters. Curtis, the stereotypical trash, bigoted cop. And then Dave, like the cool young cop. 
And so from there, we go we go back to Debbie and Mike, and and a very problematic scene. Mike kind of like hops on the car and does this weird Native, Native American impression, and is and is it's terrible. It's, it it kind of drags on for five minutes. It seems. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. You know, if I if, if no. I'd seen this movie maybe twenty seventeen, I would have loved it. <laughs> but in in the year twenty twenty, it uh, does not hold up. And so they they find the tent. And naturally, they enter it. <laughs> and I don't know what yeah. I was. I don't know what I was like. I, I I know the name of the movie is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but I did not expect them to go into the tent. And it was the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, which is what it is. It was pretty impressive, though. Like I thought, wow, you know, this is this yeah. is really impressive. And it's like the whole time that Mike is just like, whatever, this isn't real, or I don't know what this is, or he just thinks it's a big game or something. Like I. And even when you go into that big room where there's like this electric ball of energy, uh-huh. and it's like, like whatever, <laughs> it's like a hundred feet down. But that scene also, it's like beautifully like colored and everything too. Like it oh, looks gosh, like a, yeah. it looks like a painting. Like if you just freeze frame like that part, probably it looks was. like a painting. It probably was a painting. I know, like Star Wars, like the Death Star. A lot of those scenes actually are just hand like paintings. Yeah, a lot of the practical, like how they did stuff, is just it's just really really awesome um and beautiful and so yeah that's the first peek we get of the the clown's base and that's when you you realize if you didn't know from the title hey they from outer space and so they're chased by clowns um after discovering what they think is a cotton cotton candy factory and they for some reason open up one of the cotton candies and realize there's a body inside and naturally that's when they're chased by clowns and and one of the silliest things I've ever seen, they're shot with a popcorn gun. <laughs> and then, That's a great payoff later. And then one of, this, one of my favorite things in the movie, they, the clowns make a balloon dog, which, be, which uh, becomes animate and chases them like a, like a bloodhound. And I love like also too, like when, the, when they're making the balloon like bloodhound, he pretty much is just like just mushing the balloon around to like they cut to the scene where it's like finally done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you're just mushing that balloon around, so you're not doing. That much. actor did not do his craft work. He did not, he did not mean, try to like make the balloon. I mean, to be fair, they got some chalky little fingies. So I, don't do. if, I don't know. <laughs> I don't they know if they could have been secretly. And I'll, now that I think about it, probably not a bloodhound. Probably a German Shepherd. All racist no, dogs are German Shepherds. No, it had to be the bloodhound because it is the bloodhound. <sighs> oh, it, and it, then like, again, oh, that was Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Oh no! And they ran him over too at the end. See, not even Ugh. balloon dogs can survive. Mike and Debbie go straight from being chased, the scene of the crime, to the police station because Debbie has a friend at the police station, and we find out it's more than just a friend. Hey. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> there we go. That's better. <laughs> All right, so they go, they go to the station, and Curtis, of course, being the old jaded guy that he is, he's like, uh, not falling for this. We know it's the Creamy Boys, the Terenzi brothers playing another prank to sell ice cream. And so they're kind of just out of luck, I think, at this point, right? Yeah, the cops also, too, I love, like, the cops never believe people in movies until, like, maybe mid-movie in, and they're, like, knee-deep in blood, and they're like, oh, okay, I think something's <laughs> definitely going on now. Yeah, it's always definitely until they were like one foot in the grave. And then they're like, I guess you were right. <laughs> As they're dying words. As they're dying, like, yeah, something's going on today. All right. And so we go from the 
the the police station, I believe we go to that random like pagoda, I guess, where there's a puppet show. And there is a a guy, a rando guy, kind of wanders up, and I was like, "Oh, hey, puppet show! Let's watch this," which I can't imagine ever doing, <laughs> personally. <laughs> Seeing a puppet show and being like, "This is for me," and so he goes to the puppet show. One puppet um, vaporizes the other one, and then it's revealed, "Oh, hey, it's a clown," and so the clown shoots the guy, and that's we discover that their gun actually is what turns them into the cotton candy. Yeah, and this is the first of several vignettes within the film that have these little offshoot sections where the clowns get to be the clown, their clowny selves. <laughs> yeah, there's so I don't. I, I wonder how many there is. There's like at least ten of these little <laughs> these little scenes where the clowns are just being just like silly. And there's at least like fifteen just in that gas station of them like <laughs> pieing each other and just like knocking yeah. them over shelves, which is mostly upsetting. But but we get to see the good thing about like this scene and the other scenes, like this scene was just an establishing, you know, establishing mm-hmm. part of the story, but the rest of them are some of the most creative kills. Yeah, no, really. That you can see in horror also, films. Yeah, I was gonna say also too, what's really cute about the um the puppets that like if you actually look at them, they change faces from like when when they're like just playing puppets to be like happy puppets to when like the boy puppet's about to get vaporized like his face changes to like shocked and then the girl one changes to like killer mode like angry when she's uh vaporizing that dude it's like practical things like that like i love watching movies where like they like have subtle changes in things you have to like yeah it makes it creepier yeah and then after that you cut to the scene um in the drugstore fucking shut up okay so you want to talk about that scene a little bit yeah it's just like vandalizing like (laughs) they're just going through just like (laughs) That poor guy, the, the poor <laughs> whatever drugstore owner is just like <laughs> overacting shock for like 45 minutes. <laughs> He's just helpless. And that's the thing. Like, why does he wait like so long to call the police for one thing? <laughs> also, too, like he just saw like they, they legit have two people like in there already like cocooned up. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, nah, bruh, have whatever you want. <laughs> I'm closing the door. I'll see you later. <laughs> yep. I would have just walked out as soon as right? I saw that. Right? Yeah, like, just give it to him. <laughs> yep. And so after that intro scene of the establishing scene of the clowns, we, we cut to Debbie and, uh, well, I guess we're back to the police station. Dave, we Dave the cop, the young hunk, we realize is Debbie's ex, and he wants to take her home. Um, he, I think he agrees to investigate the, the clowns, but only if he, only if he uh, can take her home. And so, yeah, and then we we have the tension of poor Mike not knowing that this was <laughs> the ex-boyfriend who's also a police officer. Yeah, homie definitely he got captured. him in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, he definitely got captured. <laughs> He's very third-wheeling right now. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and so, so they take her home, and she tells Mike, um, I ain't staying here. I am an independent woman, and I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to track, track them down with you and so from there, we go on to a few more cutscenes of the clowns just killing everybody. And they, they literally just show up at people's doors and then just kill them. But my favorite, though, is the typical uh, hot at-home lay- uh, woman getting a pizza <laughs> delivered. <laughs> and you just see, like, the clowns, like, all come through the door or like just all show up at the door. I was like, this is going to be a very interesting gangbang. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Very and sticky. Then, very sticky with all that cotton candy. 
Yeah, and then like Tiny pops up through the pizza. I'm like, clearly. Oh, that's his name, Tiny, the little baby? Yeah, his name's Tiny. They have like all these cute Funko Pops. I want them all because they're cute. This, this podcast Tiny. is brought to you by Funko. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was a good lead, right? That was a good lead way. I'd be like, <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite kills in this movie was actually one of the the door kills, and it was one where they had a random Valentine. The one clown had like a Valentine's chocolate, and the and it's like an older lady, and she's like, "Is this for me?" And the clown is like, "Uh huh," and then she takes it, and she's like so thrilled, and then she she looks. Adam, assuming her husband and or wife and or both, and is like, is this from you? And then dead. And I, <laughs> and I was like, is it is it February 14th? Why is this not weird to you? That this creepy... <laughs> well, why is anybody, like, answering the door? Do they, like, not look out before... <laughs> I guess these were these were sweeter times, nicer yeah, times, more innocent yeah. times. You <laughs> can just leave the door unlocked, you know, in your neighborhood, go to makeout point and be like, you know, living uh-huh. free. And we all have the exact same door with a clean, with a clear, with a screen door and then the fully clear glass. We all have oh. the exact same door. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And then, so from there, from after like 15 people die, we go to the the site of the comet dave the cop is like there's nothing here you're going to jail so he arrests mike and so okay so after this we have one of my favorite um, one of my favorite scenes it's where tiny i know his name now tiny shows up at the biker bar so the biker goes up he says can i ride your bike and tiny shakes his head no and then the biker goes can i honk the horn and tiny shakes his head uh-huh and so the the homie just gets the bike which is like a child a child's trike but for clowns and just smashes it to hell or tiny he just wanted to show off his bike you know he wanted to join the local biker gang also too i love how this town has a biker gang like every <laughs> every trope there is they're like we're gonna throw into this movie yes biker All, gang. also make out point also Comments. bikers love just being outside of the bar not inside. Yeah, they don't actually go in. They just hang out outside. Yeah, they just talk about you, you their can't, bikes. You can't fit your bike inside the door. No. So you have, you have to just hang mm. outside in a group of 50 or so. And so so he destroys Tiny's bike and he he, he lets out like the saddest little whine and I almost cried. Oh, a, a, tear, a, tear, a tear was welling up in my eye. This was definitely the satisfying kill. Like you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't feel like, bad. No, and then like Tiny like comes like i think he pops out a scene real quick yeah he jumps he, in the air he jumps in the air like impossibly high and jumps falls back into frame he has like and has a like, little boxing gloves oversized like, like boxing gloves and he's like he's like he's put just, him up pal put him squared up. up and the guy is like what are you gonna uh, or someone says you what are you gonna chop is you gonna knock his block off or something and that's exactly what happens and he punches <laughs> his head clean off into the trash can appropriately yeah and here's where you see like where the it just seems like the the movie is very influenced by video games at this point because it is mm-hmm. very much a video game kind of kind of situation uh-huh. where he like pops up in the air, comes back down, <laughs> and, like very Mortal Kombat, Mike Tyson's Punch Out kind of scene. Okay, so from here we have another fun little cut scene where it's the it's like the family with the little girl eating in a restaurant, and then she looks outside through the window and there's the clown waving at her, and I thought it was a nice little like Halloween reference where Laurie sees Michael outside the window. But yeah. it, but it's a twist on that because the little girl loves the clown, wants to go outside and get killed. <laughs> She's desperate to get killed. Yeah, and this is the, like this is a really creepy scene, right? Like because when mm-hmm. children get killed, you know that's where where it gets like 
you know, a little bit more disturbing. So using the clown for what it's intended for um, was really cool to see, because how can you not go there at least once in this movie? But yeah, that's the thing. In this movie, it seems like, for the most part, I'd say like 90% of the people in this movie just like immediately love the clowns. They're immediately like on board there for the bits that they were doing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, show us some tricks. They're show like, us your gag. They were like belly laughing at everything that they did. Okay, and so from here we cut back to the police station. Kurt, he's getting call after call about clowns killing everybody, abducting people. And he's his his response after like the 50th call is to go, you think you're going to get me like that so quickly? I, is the whole town in on this? And it's like, bro. Yeah, it is. This is what a narcissist would say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then they go investigate and they notice like all the cars are empty. There's no one around, but they're filled with just nothing but cotton candy. And he's like, now you do. Do you believe me, bruh? Do you believe me? And they find Barb's glasses. I love it. (laughs) From Stranger Things? Yeah, Barb. Yeah. This fits her her timeline. They find her big like Coke bottle glasses. Uh Uh-huh. And they're like, so, oh no, something's awry. This is in the, so you're saying Stranger Things is in the uh, Killer Clowns extended multiverse. Uh, yes. And then we cut to a car chase scene between a clown and I believe it's a Buick or something. I don't know. This gentleman driving on the road. But what I love what's really cute is like the fact that, <laughs> that uh, the clown's just floating in air. He's driving an invisible car, but his shoes are also the headlights of the car. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> And then you and get then like a chance to ram him off the road. Yeah, and you get like this beautiful like wide shot. Like they zoom out, and you just see like it looks like little like claymation or something. But it's I guess it's not a practical kind of look. But like you see them like driving like around off the or driving off the bridge or whatever. And I'm just like I love that like shot where you can just see like the yeah. They actually I think it. they use the crane, so they like had it rigged up, and so I think I. So I think that's how they did it where the, the actor was actually sitting or the stunt actor was actually sitting on um, this, I guess this, this designed apparatus where they actually had him going beside on a truck, but on a crane, which is crazy that they did wow. that. Yeah. It looks like really cool. Like the shot, like you can tell it's a very 80 shot, but it looks like good. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. they probably thought for the time, this was like movie magic. <laughs> and it was. Even for I mean, and... the payoff on the car was not so great, but <laughs> yeah, that just kind of fell off the bridge. <laughs> yeah, I was reading the Wikipedia, and um, I think the budget. I think they unintentionally spent like a lot of money on the cars because that I think one of the car actually did fall into the ditch, and I think that wasn't actually supposed to happen. And then there was uh... another scene where like the I think like the cotton candy like ruined the interior of one of the cars. <laughs> so that ended up costing them like $7,000 or something like those two things. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I can eat a budget fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they didn't anticipate jumping a car off a bridge would cost them money, but <laughs> well, I think they probably just wanted to do it again. I would think that they would want to do that scene again and they weren't able to. And that's probably why they decided, you know, the budget didn't allow for it. I want some like Michael Bay, like explosions here, there. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> Like, I want, like, the car to hit the tiniest, like, rock and just, like, fly through the air. And then a Transformer come and get it out, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Back when they dropped off Debbie, I think she immediately goes to take a shower, right? Isn't that kind of what happens? Yeah. You're, well, yeah, and, she has the popcorn all over yeah, her. And yeah, and she's covered she's in popcorn. Only her, because definitely Mike should have been covered in popcorn, too, right? <laughs> I think so. 
she strips down in the shower and then we notice the popcorn's kind of like moving a little bit. And so yeah. Debbie takes a shower for seemingly an hour and a half. And throughout the, <laughs> throughout the movie, we just see, uh, we cut back to her showering, like legitimately like four or five times. I feel like we cut to her showering. Yeah. Well, you see, like, I guess like after she throws her clothes in the hamper, like the movie or like the, it just settles on the hamper for a second. And then you see the hamper start to move. So you get a hint at like, oh no. Yeah. something has to be done or like something's happening with the popcorn mm-hmm. and then outside of that restaurant scene we see one of the clowns put popcorn into the dumpster mm-hmm. and we kind of see what happens let's, let's go back to the police station okay uh curtis as we said is just getting calls all over and he, he's a sociopath and so so self-involved he's like this is i'm not gonna fall for it until we have a clown show up and up until this is actually before that last scene we talked about. And up until this point, all the clowns were kind of just silly. They're they're murderous, but they're silly. And uh, as as Calamity Cat had said earlier, this is the first time that we're like we get like a serious, like actually like kind of a dark clown. Yeah, he's super scary. And of course, Curtis still doesn't even believe in this and thinks it's a joke. And he's laughing at this clown, which the clown is like okay and gets and, and decides to give him flowers <laughs> so, uh-huh. that old joke yeah, yeah it's it the, the flower the wet flower prank is a prank as old as time and you know it inspired me to sing a little medley for you guys a prank as old as time <laughs> wet flower and the clown wow wow that was amazing a tear came a tear fell from my eye Okay, and so the clown, <laughs> so the clown, um, but that was like that was so disappointing, right? Because you expect like it's not going to be water, mm-hmm. but it's water, yeah. You want it to be like acid or something, yeah. That's like how it, they like get the, you, yeah. They're like, I'm it, it pays off guys. later, but still, like that was uh-huh. disappointing, yeah. That scene, <laughs> that scene kind of was a letdown because you expect him to have like a brutal death, and then he kind of just like chases him around. He doesn't chase him around, he like handcuffs him, he 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 escapes by pulling his hand off and then goes to the cells and and then um that's kind of the end of that scene he like knocks out curtis the cop and that's kind of the end of the scene which i i expected a lot more payoff immediately but we do get payoff it just takes well yeah it just takes time but it's a good payoff from there um they go back to the station and that's when they see all the people in the and the cotton candy cocoons and then they head back out to the main office area and that's where they see curtis and the clown if y'all want to get into that a little bit. So when you see, when Dave goes back to the station, like there's comically like these like red, like shoe prints, like leading him around. And when he goes into the jail cell, you see like these, like there's shoe prints all over the wall on the ground. And just like, he's like, WTF is going on here. Like speaking of WTF friend pod of our pod, WTF with Mark Marin. But he, that's when he goes into the jail cells, sees all the cotton candy, sees everyone dead. He comes out. And then in a very Dr. Evil-esque kind of way, the clown is just sitting there, back turned to him. And then as like Mike enters the scene, the clown turns to him in like very just scary way. Curtis pops up as now a puppet. And it's a ventriloquist act. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the, honestly, one of the, for me, one of the few like actually disturbing scenes, like truly disturbing yeah is this where they got for oh my god i wonder if they like the people that wrote dead silence or like saw this movie inspired (laughs) writing dead silence i mean this movie is known to have inspired the movie it 2017's it so it's not unlikely that inspired 
2005's Dead Silence as well. I'm assuming that's yeah. where it was made. Also, I'm like, where did he have his hand? Because he pulls his hand out of like Curtis's area and it's like just full bloody. <laughs> his area? I don't know where he had it. Well, I think Girl, he had it in his brain because it's like his voice, maybe. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I was like, Girl, Well, I then again, they can, we, we learn that they can, they can pull voices, right? We mm-hmm. learn that in the next scene. Yeah. And then, of course, Mike's like, or what's his, what's his name? I forget it. Dave. The young cop. Dave. Young cop. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. Uh, this is your favorite like, movie, and you don't know. The, there's three characters. <laughs> you know what? I just watch it for the animation. <laughs> the animation. And the, and the beautiful thruple love story, okay? Okay, well, so what about Dave? No, he's like, he's like, okay, I'm finally going to do something. Like, after the doll just, or after the clown just, like, throws Curtis down, like, plops him away. He, like, starts to shoot at him. And he, he's like, he's just shooting away. And then he's like, I got the bright idea. I'm going to shoot him in the nose. So that's also where you get, oh, this is how we kill them. Because as soon as he shoots him in the nose, like it pops. The clown does this beautiful crystallization. And then just like party confetti flies everywhere. Absolutely gorgeous crystallization. Yeah. And we get to find this monster (laughs) mythology that they can die by the nose, just like stake through the heart, zombies hit the head, kill the brain. But I'm like, isn't I was like, isn't the most important part of the clown the nose? Yes. Yep. It was very clever. The nose is the window into the soul. <laughs> yeah. From here they go back to Debbie's finally. Uh no, he Or they uh, we cut to where she actually gets out <clears throat> of the shower, right? I think well after that scene, um, we cut to uh, Mike has now found the Terenzi brothers and they're like riding around town in their uh, ice cream truck. Oh, that's right. Okay, Yeah, they find the creamy boys and, and they say, because I think their car got totaled or sabotaged or something. And so they don't have a ride anymore, Mike and Dave. And so they see the, the creamy boys and they're like, hey, we need to get to Debbie's. We need to check on her. She's in danger. Can we? Can you take us there? And of course, the creamy bros only got one thing on their mind, creaming. And so they're like, she have a roommate? And and Dave is like, yeah, or Mike, whichever one is like, yeah, she has two hot roommates. Let's go. And so they go. Yeah. And then you cut to the clowns have now fully gone Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, they have a what? setup. Well, no, because like as as like as the creamy boys and Mike are like driving through town, they come upon the clowns and they're like having a full like parade yep. picking up. And they're like gobbling everyone. Gobble else me, swallow me. That they turn into. Uh, yeah, they're collecting all of their cotton candy. Cotton candy cocoons. Yeah. Uh, this must have been the part I zoomed out at. So Debbie finally gets out of the shower, and as she gets out, she she, as she sees the the laundry hamper moving. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. So well, yeah. yeah she goes. She gets her towel. She's getting out, and then yeah, she 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 goes to put her towel into in her clothes into the hamper, and that's when she gets surprised. <laughs> And these gross ass like worms with it's pretty much a snake with a clown head and they're like grossly slimy and like just you know that's definitely something you don't want to creep out at you in the shower. Yeah, and then one comes out of the toilet, right? Yeah, so it like so the two there's two that pop out of the hamper and scare, and then she like backs up and oh no, there's two that pop out of the um 
the mirror in the bathroom, the vanity area. Oh, yeah. And they bite her. Yeah. Yeah. And they make her outfit look real cute. Like, it's all cut up. <laughs> and then, like, she's, like, super freaked out. Also, you can stop clowns with hairspray, it seems, by blinding them. And then, so that's when the she falls back and, like, one pops out of the toilet. And, like, it's super scary. Somehow they put her in a balloon. And yeah, like, they're at the door. They're everywhere. Basically, she's trying to get yeah, out. They're she, at all angles of the house and every window, <laughs> uh-huh. everywhere. Yeah, she runs to the door. There's one at the door. And then she's, like, she slams it shut. She's, like, no, I'll just go out the window because I'm at a two-story house. And then the clowns <laughs> pop below her. And, like, they're holding, like, a little um, trampoline for her to, like, jump out. And they catch her. Very firefighter. This is pro-firefighter. Um, they're very helpful. They're trying to get her, but she's like, nope, not doing it. And then she turns around and there's a clown to pick her up, throw her against the couch, and then they encaps her in one of those cute... Uh, Is that around the same time um, Mike and the cream, Creamy Boys show yeah, up? Yeah, they finally show up. Her house is like destroyed with like streamers. They see her trapped in this like beautiful, beautiful balloon attached to the back of the uh, the clown car. <laughs> you really, you really like that balloon, huh? Yeah, it's cute. It's good. Okay, and so the clowns head on over to the amusement park, which is where the the uh, the final set piece takes place. And uh, yeah, this is also just I feel this is a really unfair kill when they get to the amusement park and there's that security guard. Yeah, and the security guard's like, "What are you doing here? The park is closed." And then all of a sudden, all you see is pies pie, coming out pie, from every pie, angle. Pie, pie, pie. Like, like there's so many pies. It's like lit- maybe fifty pies. Yeah. And then we learned that those are actually acid pies. Like, that oh. has acid in it. Finally, <laughs> oh. something with acid Something, in it. something that melts yeah. poor man. Um, yeah, and and as they, like... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, it's really cute. Like, as they, like... As they're just, like, uh, dead man pie there. Dead security guard pie. Uh, Tiny walks by, and he's like, I'm just going to place a cherry on top. Yeah, that was that was Super the best sweet. part. They, they <laughs> threw so many pies on this man. He's left as, like, a giant whipped cream pile, and then Tiny comes by... And the pile is as tall as him, which is approximately two foot six, and just puts a big old cherry on top. Yeah, and honestly, if, I think if not for Tiny, I would find these clowns very hard to like. But because of him, I do like these clowns. Yeah, he makes them lovable. Mike, Dave, and the Cream Bros show up and immediately get separated because the Creamy Creamy Boys fall into a ball pit. Which <laughs> this is I this was an interesting scene. Oh my gosh. If y'all want to get into it a little bit. I don't I don't even know like what to say about this. Of course <laughs> we find out that there are clown women. <laughs> yeah. Because they all they make eyes at the Terenzi brothers and Despite, the Terenzi brothers are very excited about this. Despite the fact that these clowns reproduce asexually via popcorn, it's seems unnecessary that there would be genders of these clowns. Well, hey, I have a theory about but, this though. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is why they they capture her. Because I think they turn some women into these female clowns. Because what other reason would they have to put her, just her in the bubble, right? Yeah, that's true. Everyone else we see is in cotton candy. Yeah. So they don't want to, they don't want to eat her. Well, what also too. They uh, want her to be a breeder. Uh, I was going to say too, it's funny because like, if you <laughs> look at the clowns, like, uh, as they like pant or as like they do a face front of their like female clowns, it's very like their boobs just like balloon up like quickly. Oh yeah, that was the, the yeah, worst. It was very, very disturbing. They fall into the ball pit. They look up at these 
interesting looking female clowns and then, and then they like they're like ah and then as they do that like the the balloon chest uh, their balloon chest implants just swell yeah it reminds me of like gremlins too with that female gremlin they did they did look a lot like that that is also another favorite female um creature that i love is Greta. <laughs> creature <laughs> She's beautiful though. She like it's Jessica Rabbit, the best Marilyn Monroe. You know, I'm just like, mm, if I can be one person or thing in the world, it'd be Greta. <laughs> okay, and so the creamy, creamy bros, we assume are going to get killed by these busty clowns. And we cut to Mike and Dave. They're at the cotton candy factory area, and they see a, a big boy clown drinking from a, a clown cocoon. And that confirms what we all kind of assumed in that they are living off of these humans. Yeah. But also what I love too is like, because they're like so whimsical, it's not just a regular straw. It's like a crazy straw. No, it's like the most intricate, like (laughs) three foot long crazy straw. (laughs) I feel like that's like the worst payoff because by the time it gets to you, it's going to be like the drink's just going to be super flat, you know? It's going to be boiling hot and stale. Absolutely. And so, yeah, okay, so they, they see the clown drink from the cocoon, and then they free Debbie from the balloon. And now they're trying to get out of there, but all of a sudden, boom, clowns all over. And I love, too, like, he's like, how are we going to free her? Oh, let me shoot at the balloon. But, like, the angle that he shoots it, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he didn't even point it at the balloon. It's like, I'm just going to He use... pointed it, like, at her face, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was, like, off, like, it was, like, he's, like, I'm just going to, I want the bullet to graze. Yeah, we got to graze. The balloon. He's like, I'm going to want it this. I'm going to like curve. I'm going to curve the bullet to where it just grazes the side of the balloon and then pops it. Yep. And so they free her and then, and then um, swarmed, immediately swarmed by uh, clowns. They end up climbing to the top of some kind of plateau. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, they're running from the clowns. And um, also, Officer uh, Officer Dave here is really good with that shotgun because he just keeps shooting these clowns in the noses and killing them. I'm like, full running, but still have perfect aim. Yes. Love it. And so they're trying to get out. They're climbing and climbing, and then they reach the very top of this. What is it? What is it that they're climbing? It's so it looks like it's honestly just like boxes. Like it's just like like a stage platform or something. Yeah, where there, there should be like a seal with a ball on its nose on top. Yeah, definitely. And then that yeah, they're at the very top. All the clowns are like coming for them, this and that. And then and you bam. think you think all hope is lost. And yeah. honestly, I turned off the movie and I thought that was a bleak ending. And then I was back on Netflix the next day and I thought, oh, and I realized, oh, there's like 15 more minutes left. And so I pressed pause. Or I pressed unpause. I have an unpause button on my laptop. And and all of a sudden the creamy boys to the rescue, baby. They they Kool-Aid man through that door. They can't die. They can't die. You, yeah. But also, <laughs> I was like, you, uh, you. Once they burst through, uh, they're covered in uh, kiss marks and lipstick, <laughs> and their clothes are just torn to shreds. Yeah. So you know, freshly postcoitus these these boys. Oh yeah, yeah. They are full released right now. They are oh relaxed. Gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ready for the day. Okay, and so they don't actually really do anything. They're just kind of a little distraction. And then all of a sudden, like, so the um, the gang is able to get get off the. Uh, sea lion stand and they're trying to make a run for it and then all of a sudden um 
All the clowns start backing away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's and something they're staring at the ceiling, just like oh, a spotlight. No. A spotlight in the ceiling opens, and down from the ceiling comes this mega clown. Yep, the final big bad, which again is kind of like a video game. Yeah. It reminds me of like how you're having to shoot the final bad. <laughs> but also, too, it's funny that you say that it is a video game because like the Turnsy brothers, like they kind of just like stop and look at each other, and they're like, "I don't want to play anymore." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and speaking of speaking of the Trinzi bros, which I'm props for remembering their name because I did not. um, King Kong clown, King Clown comes over and just uh, grabs their truck and throws it and explodes. (laughs) And I thought and I thought, wow, these are the only people I wanted to live, honestly. And they're like the nicest. I I know I was very bummed. And so Dave, being a good cop, decides I'm going to be diversion here and you all need to get out of here. And so he ha- he um, solidifies that this clown is King Kong by being grabbed. And so everyone's running away. Oh my God. So she's the damsel in distress. I love it. And so they all, they all, they're all outside. They see the, um, the spaceship tent. It's leaving. And you think all hope is lost for our boy, Dave and the Terenzi bros. And then Dave, um, he's being grabbed. He reaches for his badge, pops that, pops that boy in the nose and, Everything explodes, basically. And then we think it's the end. Yeah, but it's not. And and that's and honestly, I thought that was the end. And so I said, wow, that was a pretty decent ending. So I turned it off. And you know, five weeks later, I was on Netflix watching um <laughs> watching the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and I saw resume watching five more minutes, and I thought, there's no way. They're all dead. <laughs> and so I resumed it. I resumed it and what happens? <laughs> oh my police. god! So the, all the police are there. Everybody's looking. They just saw uh-huh. the spaceship explode, and then all of a sudden, a clown car pulls up, and they think, "Oh no, mm. they're back!" Oh they yeah, like it, like falls from the sky, right? A clown car. Oh yeah, yeah it falls from the sky. They're like, ah. Yep, they're ready to shoot, and then who also, pops out? Once like the the thing explodes, fireworks go off, and Debbie's like, "Oh no, I lost my friends forever, mm-hmm. or my ex." I guess she's sad about that. Yeah, she she yeah she admits she'd rather be with Dave and it, it, you know and Mike is like well I'm the only one alive and so I so, like he's missing his bros but you know mm-hmm. she's definitely not because what woman would because they're kind of rapey let's be honest yeah but yeah, also they're, too they're sorry, definitely the Me Too bros for sure <laughs> yeah but yeah so the clown car falls everyone's like well what WTF and then out favorite pops, podcast yes out pops. Officer Dave, saving the day. And then, weirdly enough, everyone just starts to hug each other. Like, even, you know, I think they are a throuple at this point. Because even Dave and Mike share a tender moment of hugging. Yeah, it's canon that that they are, in fact, an MMF threesome as a couple. It bonded them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, this, I thought this is such a happy ending. It can't get any better. I'm glad it, I'm glad. And so I turned it off. Yeah. And so, you know, next Halloween comes around. And I'm watching, you know, Tyler Perry's I Can Do Bad on My Own. And and all of a sudden I see resume. And I th- and oh, there's two minutes left. And I think and I think there's no way. This movie ten out of couldn't ten perfect get, ending. Couldn't get any better. I wish my creamy boys lived, but you know, they work they're they're scumbags, so that's fine. And so I press resume. Who's there? Who's alive? None other than Creamy Mike. Boys. None other than Mike and Mick Terenzi are alive. And they survived. They survived by hiding in the freezer is what, what they said. Yeah, that's how they hid in the freezer of the ice cream truck. 
<laughs> which exploded, which yeah. exploded <laughs> twice. It exploded once when it went, when it blew up from being thrown and then twice from being exploded in the ship. But the freezer, <laughs> the freezer kept them alive. Well, well now we know that, where to hide in a nuclear explosion. Well, yeah. Isn't there that movie where uh, the dude hides in like the fridge and like Lebowski? survives? Was it? No. <laughs> it was <laughs> the dude. No. <laughs> but no, I forget. There's a movie where like uh, it's, it's about to be like a nuclear explosion or whatever. And like he like legit just like throws everything out of like the, the fridge and like hides in the refrigerator. And like he supposedly survives after that. <laughs> yeah, I have to look up the movie. I think it has Nick. I think it's Nicolas Cage or one of those other like. They're having a nice tinder moment. They're, we all, the gang is all back together, and you know they're thinking, "What?" I feel like they say some something. She says, "Is it really over?" And they all look at the sky, wondering, and then, bloop, pies to the face, which are acid pies. We know now. Yeah. yeah, so like, do they melt? I Are guess. they dead? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Oh, but this wow. really is the end of the movie. Yeah, and so I so I pause it. I think this is the end of the movie. I'm going to go straight to the sequel. It turns out there isn't a sequel. There definitely should be, though. They've been, they tried. I think they, the Kyoto I, brothers tried to do a sequel for years, and they never got a chance to. Yeah, I think it's been in development since 1988. It probably was, yeah, for someone real. Should get, someone should greenlight it. Uh, I'm going to talk to um, Matt Damon. Matt. Is, it, is it Matt Damon? And Every time I think of Matt, I think Why of Matt, Matt. Damon, of all people. I, no, I thought, and, and Ben Affleck yeah, for Project Greenlight. Greenlight. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen that? Yeah, they like greenlight people's. I'm going to talk to them. Send them a Twitter. Send them a tweet. You're like, send guys. them a Twitter? Yeah, send them a Twitter. All right, so that was our little discussion of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, 1988, directed by Stephen King. Um, what did you guys think? This is my first viewing of the movie, so I have a lot of opinions, thoughts, and suggestions. Well, why don't we get your opinions first, since this is your first time watching this? How did you like it? Like, what did you think about it? Yes, yes. No, I mean, going into this movie, I assumed, oh, it's going to be silly. It's going to be very B-movie. And it definitely was. Um I didn't love the movie. I didn't hate it, but I don't know. For me, it was a little, it was almost trying too hard to be a B movie. I thought, I don't know. I love this movie and it's definitely one of the ones that is on my wheelhouse. Just like constantly watch. I just love how, I guess, cause I like how like campy and like, it doesn't take itself serious, mm-hmm. but also it's just like, it's good. Good fun, good fun. No, yeah, no, I think I definitely just need to let it sit and simmer for a while. But um, I mean, I'd definitely watch it again. But I think it'll be, I think I'll like it more with age. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it for what it is. And I think, like I said at the beginning, it's really the art direction and the overall look and the practical effects that really win me over on this film. Um, you know, it's it's campy. It's, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So there are aspects of it that I find, you know, really fun. And I watched it when I was really young. So I think it kind of holds a nostalgia value for me as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, you know, I, I appreciate it so much. (laughs) Yeah. It just being like this very goofy, fun film that sort of transports me to childhood a little bit. Yeah. And how about you, um, Camp Counselor Ben? Uh, no, it's actually the same thing. Cause, uh, as a child, I was just watching all these random movies, but this is another one from my childhood that like I watched and I was like, Oh, this is actually like really cute. Like fun. Like it actually did not make me scared of clowns for some reason. Like I was just like, Hmm, 
I can get behind this, obviously. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. it didn't scare, yeah, it didn't make me scared of clowns either. It was kind of like, you know, Poltergeist is the movie that makes you scared of clowns, <laughs> and this one is more, you know, yeah. it's just fun to watch, and it's funny. Like, you can laugh at the slapstick and be, like, you know, seven years old, and mm. the horror is just like, oh, look at that, but then, I don't know. Like, yeah. you would just have you scarred for life for what I saw when I was six and seven years old. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those movies where, like, it's like Nickelback. You don't want to say you like it, but you're like, I like it. You know? Oh my God. I will never know. <laughs> no, you'll never admit that? Okay. It's not well, like No, Nickelback. I don't even, I would never <laughs> like it in the first place. <laughs> so, Killer Clowns, the Nickelback of Horror. <laughs> no! <laughs> I can hit four red noses. Yeah, and then I'm going to shoot them off with a shotgun. <laughs> Okay, so last week on our in our first ever episode, we dis- we determined that hotels are male. Okay, so we know ships, cars, famously female, but we decided last week hotels are male. So in this week's this week's episode, we have a new segment called male or female. And so this week, we have a few places we can decide, actually. The first one I, I wanted to bring up is Amusement Park. One of the, the scene of the climax of the film. What do you think? Is this male or female? Uh, so the Amusement Park, I would say it's probably male. I agree. I think it's male. It just makes me think of carnies. Yeah, and it's kind of like gross and like smells of pee. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say stinky and like sticky and kind of like... Not well You, know, you don't want to be there too long. Yeah, you'll like enjoy it for a moment, but then you're like, you know what? I gotta go. My friend's calling me, and the doctor's <laughs> appointment. Like, you gotta leave. You know? Okay. So amusement park, male. There's another place that's fairly big um, in this movie, and that is the police station. Male. This one. This one seems <laughs> obvious. That one seems male. like a given. This seems like that's a given. an aggro male. Yeah, that is male energy all over it. This is yeah. okay. I feel like we need to be specific. This is an affliction wearing, faux hawk spiked back, um, barbed wire tattoo, drinks at least like four monsters a day. And I feel like you're targeting me with that as I drink my monster <laughs> and my affliction tea with my faux hawk. We decided, and by we, I mean I decided last week hotels are male, but I was thinking about it. And okay, so hotel, I think male because it made my point. Um, work bed and breakfast though I feel female I feel that is oh female. yeah bed and breakfast is female and if the hotel has a a, a nice spa then it's fe- then it's female I think okay so you're thinking resort can go either way you're thinking resort resort I agree resort female. yes definitely no to me ho- bed and breakfast are like clearly gay males <laughs> well if you're gonna put that spin on it then yes <laughs> which is yeah. basically your way of taking away from the female race and you're, you're you're saying you know what females you no, can't have you know this. what no you know, you know what, what i feel have to have this too like spa resort hotels and styles those are like female all the way because it's like super classy they probably leave a little chocolate on the pillow you know very sweet and nice <laughs> bed and breakfast gays gay dudes all the way i think it used to belong to old lady and i think yeah, that, yeah, yeah, would yeah, the, yeah. that would be the classification but yes yeah. i kind of agree now yeah Modern times, game. The new bed and breakfast world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That concludes this week's male or female.
And so that brings us to our final segment, which Kill or Be Killed is the title I'm making right now. And in this segment, we pit up this week's killers against last week's killers. Last week's killer being obviously Jack Torrance. Uh, I would disagree with that. Let's say that the hotel ah. is actually the Overlook is the killer. Okay, so so that being said, what do we think? The Overlook Hotel versus the Killer Clowns. The Overlook, I, Overlook wins hand down. Yeah, I, I would think the Overlook would definitely like kill them pretty quickly. I don't know. I think it really depends on if it can affect aliens or not. True. I bet it could, though. I feel like I feel like any entity that has a desire... The Overlook can exploit it. Yeah. You think the killer clowns are just like bursty other clowns? That's what their desire is? I wonder what their desire would be, though. It seems seems like just eat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you know what? Actually, yeah, they would probably starve there, too, because everyone there is like dead, so they can't physically like capture them and drink their blood. Yeah, and I think they probably exploit that. They just keep them in the dining hall the whole time (laughs) with like pretend eating. Yeah. They're like cotton candy people. Yeah, I guess really all they'd have to do is trick them into giving their souls up for cotton candy, which would not be probably very hard. No, no, no. they'd sell it in a second. Yeah, no, I think I agree. I think the killer, I mean, the overlook, <laughs> the overlook <laughs> would win. See, I had thought it was going to be Jack Torrance versus the clowns, and I was well, like, I did it first too. Like, and I thought about that, and then I was like, no, it's really the hotel itself. That's mm-hmm. the killer here. Yeah, the famously male hotel. I agree that that would win. Well, that wraps up another episode of You Can't Hide. I almost forgot the name. Good job. <laughs> <laughs>